I've teased it before, yet it's finally time to tell the tale about what happened to me when I traveled to Barbados. It all began when I got fired from the Fox affiliate in Pensacola, Florida, drank a bottle of port wine, read Moby Dick, then moved back home to the Space Coast. My dad suggested that while I was looking for work, I should join him on a vacation he had scheduled in a few weeks. So I got my affairs in order, polished up my resume, made sure my unemployment checks were coming in, and then got ready for a jobby moon. That's a new term I heard about the other day. It rivals a honeymoon or a baby moon. It was suggested in some medium that you should take a jobby moon in between jobs. Well, I assure you, I wasn't calling it that, but this being 2005, my dad still used a travel agent, which made it easy to add me on to his vacation. Nothing extravagant. He already had the room. I just needed a coach ticket. So that's what we got. And all of a sudden, I was going to Barbados. And that's what I want to talk about today. In addition to talking about customs, lost children, and hot towels as we check our bags and embark on some joshing around. American Air has long been one of the few airlines that flies from Florida to the Caribbean. So I handed them my luggage, showed them my birth certificate, and made my way through the fuselage to my seat in coach. We flew from Orlando to Puerto Rico and had a brief layover there, which to anybody under 21, remember they serve at 18 there. So that might be a fun layover to make. From there, we made our way to Barbados and gosh, it's so beautiful flying into any Caribbean island because the water changes from that dark ocean blue to just the most beautiful aquamarine you've ever seen. By the time we touched down on the tarmac, Dad had made friends with seemingly everyone in a 10-foot radius and each and every flight attendant on the plane. So it took us a while to get off because he had to say goodbye to what seemed like lifelong friends at this point, which was a drag on me because I was a smoker at the time and was really looking forward to that first pull off of a cigarette. But that's fine. I thought, I'm on vacation. I've got all the time in the world. So I waited patiently until we finally did get outside and smell that Caribbean sea breeze. We descended the air stairs onto the tarmac for a few steps in that fresh air. No time for a cigarette, though, before we were inside of the airport and ushered into two lines for customs. Now, Dad doesn't like lines too much, so it's always been his thing to put each of us in a line to see which one's faster. Well, in this case, we both got to the customs officials at about the same time. Dad showed his passport to his, and I showed my birth certificate to mine. And that's when he looked at it quizzingly and then walked away for just a minute. As I stood there, looking at my dad walking through the airport doors officially into Barbados. That's how it works, too. You're not officially in a country until you've made it through customs at the border, the seaport, or in this case, the airport. But there I stood, just waiting for whatever misunderstanding to be ironed out. I've been to several Caribbean islands before, and I've shown my birth certificate each and every time. So I really did assume everything's going to be fine until that customs official came back with my birth certificate and a few other customs officials, and they made it clear that I was going to need a passport to get inside the country today. I don't understand, I said as I peered out the distant glass doors, catching one final glimpse of my dad before he disappeared amongst the horde of airport people. I showed him my birth certificate to get on the plane, and they said it was fine. Mom, they were wrong. But I've used a birth certificate to get into the Caribbean before. Things have changed. But, well, I guess they were right. Things had changed. The borders of the United States had been tightened because of 9-11, 
and this was the way of Caribbean nations striking back. It seems I was about to be one of the first victims of this new policy. I was led into an office and sat down opposite a desk cluttered with papers and then left in this office alone for some time until I heard the door behind me open quickly until it was slammed just as soon when a large man sat down behind the desk. Bald head met his body with fat rolls, much like the oh yeah postman, but certainly not as nice. And he looked at me with a cold stare and asked why I dared come to Barbados without a passport. And I told him I had no idea that I needed one. And he scoffed at that and asked again why I dared come to Barbados without a passport. And I told him that American Airlines informed me that I just needed a birth certificate, but I apologize. I'll just go from the airport to the resort. It'll be fine. You'll never even know that I'm here. And he said, no, that's not good enough. To which I said, well, isn't there, I don't know, as I pulled my wallet out of my back pocket and set it down on the desk only to finish, isn't there some sort of passport fee I could pay maybe? To which he immediately realized I was trying to bribe him. Was I? I don't know. I'd never done this before. He slammed his hand down on the desk, immediately pushed his large body out of the chair, when just as soon as he had slammed the door to enter, he grabbed my shoulder, pulled me up out of my chair, opened the door in one fell swoop and brought me out of the room and started dragging me to a new holding cell, this time outside. Unbeknownst to me, my dad is beside himself at this point. He had waited by the baggage carousel, gloating for some time, but when I didn't show up, he did start to get concerned, so he went back towards customs, but they don't let you through there again, and when he didn't see me through the glass, well, he was really worried, so he found some people, but it was hard to explain what was going on. I'm looking for a, a white guy with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, we see a lot of those, man. So it did take him some time, but finally, he talked to just the right officials who said, oh yeah, the kid without a passport. We know where he's at. When I say I was placed in a new holding cell outside, it's more accurate to say I was simply brought outside the airport entirely and placed closer to that American Airlines plane I had just come in on. And that's when it became crystal clear to me that I was getting sent back home today. I decided then and there, if I wasn't going to get to enjoy Barbados, I was definitely going to enjoy a cigarette. And while someone was tasked with watching me in the beginning, looking after a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy about to be deported is no one's job description. So... They soon found something else to do, and that's when I found my opportunity to go find a smoking section. Right about the time I meandered away, my dad was finally getting answers. That's when he too found out that at least I would be sent home today, and he was welcome to join me, which he was more than willing to do because he's a wonderful father who wouldn't leave me behind no matter what. So he said to them, all right, let's get it over with. Where is he? And that's when the customs officials looked around, conferred and frowned and said, we don't know. My dad, a little shocked, said, what do you, what do you mean you don't know? And they, they talked again and they said, sir, he's lost. What do you mean he's lost? My dad said, about to lose it himself. I left him with you. While my dad was going through it, I found my own moment of bliss over near the jet fuel tanks when I was able to sneak in a cig and a half before all of a sudden I was accosted by a few MPs who snatched me up by the shoulder 
and pretty much dragged me back to where I was supposed to be sitting. And there was nothing I was going to do about it because now these guys were wearing camouflage fatigues and held real artillery in their hands. And by the time I got back to that outdoor holding cell I was supposed to be at, there was my dad smiling, ready to go back to America. The flight attendants were shocked to see us as dad and I made our way back to the plane carry-on bags in hand. Amazingly, no one in the airport or customs had let American know what was going on, so our arrival was quite the surprise to them. But when we explained what had happened, they were very apologetic because they had played some part in letting me bring a birth certificate to the island. So they talked to the pilot and realized that they did have some room for us in first class. So there we were, welcomed with hot towels and the most delicious mixed nuts I've ever had. I had never flown first class before, and in 60 years or more, neither had my father, though he had flown on a C-140 direct from New Jersey straight through to Vietnam. He said this first class flight on American Airlines was much finer, and I'll definitely take his word for it on that. When it comes to our treatment, though, on the plane, by the same flight attendants, the difference was night and day. and. It almost got to the point for me where I could never go back behind the curtain. For my dad, that was true for a number of years. And for other people out there that fly business class, it might remain that way forever. What's up, Josh and Around? I love the topic of vacation, but I have to say, travel has forever been poisoned in the mind of Killjoy because he flies back and forth to Dubai about six times a year. And that's a lot of hours. That is a lot of hours. That's about... 18 hours of flight time but luckily killjoy gets to ride in business class and that's a whole lot of fun but like i said this is this is poison to my mind the last flight i took over there i found myself being miffed that they didn't have free champagne uh free uh socks to wear while i was on the plane and when i went to the bathroom there was a custom perfume and a nice razor provided for me in one of these sweet smelling aeronautical bathrooms up in the sky that's right i'm forever ruined by traveling business class there's no way you're getting me back there in the steerage with those small kids crying poping farting everywhere with their security dogs we have security falcons up here in first class in the gulf out after our luxury airfare accommodations, it was almost a blessing to have been deported from Barbados. When we woke up the next morning, my dad called the travel agent, explained to them what had happened, and American Airlines ended up taking some blame on the situation. They flew us back to Barbados a week later, first class, and the travel agent was able to easily switch our hotel reservations to the following week. So we did get to fly both ways in first class, and just like Killjoy said, it's another world up there. In addition to saying thanks to American Airlines and the travel agency, get about travel. I also want to send some gratitude to the U.S. State Department, who, for a large sum of money, expedited the handling of my new passport, so I had it on display to all who asked when I exited that first-class seat to Barbados. The trip was relaxing for sure, everything a good jobby moon should be. But in this case, as with most, it truly was the journey itself I'll never forget. But for now, we must deplane this episode. Always be certain to carry your papers because you never know when you might need to prove your person. Also, don't consider bribing a customs official unless you brought the big bills. And while I don't recommend smoking cigs, if more people puffed near jet fuel tanks, it may cut down on healthcare costs in the long run. So hold on to your butts and be nice to the service workers in the sky because you never know when you'll need their help. 
The next time we're on the classy side of the curtain, joshing around.